How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the uh, employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We're both live here in the studio. We survived the storm. I've survived it twice. Um, <laughs> 860-522-9842 is the number. I was down at a geek confab in Orlando. And so we flew into the storm. And then I got home last night late flying into the storm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was a, a nice day to hang out with uh, 5,000 of your of your friends and geekdom, uh, talking about all things security and network monitoring and you name it, service support, the whole thing of our industry. And uh, it was an interesting uh, few days down there. So um, just so you know, shaking hands is alive and well. <laughs> um, didn't see it. A couple masks were down there, but pretty much everything is back to normal. And these people were coming from all over the planet. I mean, it oh. was all over the world. It was a great, great conference. Um but as usual and customary, we have our, our technology news of the morning, and uh, this is something that both Dennis and I kind of chuckle about all the time, right, Dennis? Yeah, well, um, you, most of you have probably heard of the crypto winter that's going on because cryptocurrencies are losing value and have for most of the year, right? if not since the beginning of, or the end of last year. Right. Well, in addition to just being crypto winter, we now have a smoking crater in the middle of crypto world. Yes. In the form of a company called FTX. Yeah, and Dennis, you were saying off air that the even in Major League Baseball, these baseball players had FTX. Not on? the players, the umpires. Oh my gosh. They ha- they all had FTX logos on them all season. I didn't even know that. You didn't even notice? Mm-mm. Oh. Didn't watch a lot of baseball because of course Nesson I can't get oh, with YouTube TV. It's a whole right. thing. The Red Sox kind of stunk. Why watch them? I watched some of the Mets until they collapsed yeah, yeah. and that was that was all right. So FTX this is a company that started in 2019. Yep. By uh, some kid named Bankman Fried or Freed. <laughs> I like to say fried because you're going to hear the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, started a cryptocurrency uh, exchange, as it were. And so what happened? Well, it it seems like uh, he had set up both this exchange, yes. which is supposed to be liquid, where the customer's money is kept in the form of their own 
private cryptocurrency right, called He created FTT. His, own, his own little crypto thing. Right. Hey, we're going to call it FTT. Right. You, you so, give me real money. I'll convert that into FTT. Well, you could also turn in Bitcoin and right. get FTT. Take the fake or money and turn it into this take, fake money. You could take Ethereum and change it to Bit. You right. can exchange all kinds of stuff, but the the currency that they were using to measure everybody's holdings was FTT. I wonder if I created a coin called Ding Dong Coin, how well that would go. I would, I would think you'd probably get some buyers I out think there I because there's some people stupid enough yeah. to go for it. All right, so but they've, they've rate, got this FTT coin, which is right. kind of important, so go ahead. Right. Now, this guy understands that you can't, you know, you can't take a liquid currency and then spend it or invest it elsewhere. You right. have You're to leave to it alone it. Yeah. so that you can cash out customers whenever they're looking for their money. Right. Okay? Yeah. Now, logical. He, crea- he created this uh, combination hedge fund and venture capital firm called Alameda mm-hmm. on the side to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because crypto winter set in, right? He has been using that fund to bolster other cryptocurrencies and other cryptocurrency firms because he's trying to shore up this market, the fake money market. You got you to make sure all you, his money is in. You got to pump right? it. You got to pump it up. A lot enough suckers in there. Enough suckers to buy enough coin. We got to have the other suckers who bought the coin. I got to use their <laughs> coins to. to to pump up the coins, right? It's a nice circular <laughs> sucker. It's just, there's a there's a term for it, but I'm not going to say it on the air. But yeah. you, one one guy is helping another guy, and they're both helping the same coin go up in value. But you can't do that, right? Now, a lot of these other funds and exchanges and whatever that he had invested in yeah. all collapsed. Of course, okay. And now his. His, that Alameda fund is like holding the bag. So what did he right. do? Mm. He took a bunch of those FTTs in his exchange over at the exchange company, which isn't supposed to be touched, right. and he slid it over to Alameda to to, f- to bolster his to bolster problem. his fund. Yes, this is Ponzi-ish, isn't it? Dennis? Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Extreme uh, Enron-ish. It's Enron-ish. <laughs> so, that's, but that's the beauty, though. Too many it, ding dongs who invest in this don't know who Enron is, even though right. we brought it up numerous times. Now, the catch is that he was counting those FTTs in both places at yeah. the same time. That's a no-no. And he had not told his own executives at the exchange firm right. that he had done it. So they had no idea right. that this had happened. Mm-hmm. Now, so he had the books. He had some sort of books off the off the book type of transactions that he uh, was doing. Apparently, yeah. He logged in one morning and moved. He, this place was uh, incorporated in the Bahamas, of course. Right, and well, the Bahamas are very interested in this, but yeah. I'm not sure how far they can go with an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, now the feds are involved too, mm. uh, because one of his kind of rivals, who had originally been a partner, yeah. Um, who runs a company called Binance, which yes. is a bigger and more worldwide exchange, yeah. was Just going waiting for to, their comeuppance next, but we'll... Well, well yeah. <laughs> if you're in Binance, people, this is coming to you. Yeah. Anyway, um, they were going to buy FTX to rescue right. it, but then at the last minute, they dropped out... Right. And they announced that they had found some problems at FTX, and that's right. what caused them to say no. Right. So now our government is asking questions about why Binance wouldn't buy FTX. What did you guys know that told you that you shouldn't buy this company? Well, it's fake money. Right. 
I mean, I, I can make a coin right now, Dennis, and say it's worth a billion dollars and, and buy FTX, right? Isn't that how it works? Well, yeah. All right? That's cryptocurrency. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I guess big, big folks like Brady and some of these guys who were involved in, in uh, pumping cryptocurrencies to the masses are going to lose actual real money. Sorry, guys. I'm not shedding a tear well, for you. Well, the bottom line is that the owner of FTX and Alameda was had been worth how many billions 16 of dollars? 16 billions. That's one, the top 100 most rich billionaires out there. Yeah. 16 billion. He went from 16 billion to zero. He's also the biggest loser ever of any billionaire to go from zero to zero. billion to nothing. Right. Now, we could have both told you that he didn't really have $16 billion in any value right. anyways. Right. Um, but somehow, now the government's like, hmm, this seems like a thing. Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not regulated. So if you, I mean, the government should be really sitting back and saying, look, if you guys, look, there's people selling all sorts of snake oil, right? I mean, there's all sorts of AIDS and vitamins and billion dollar industries based on nothing. Right. You just have expensive pee, right? So you're just, this is exactly it. This is expensive pee. Bitcoin is expensive pee, right? You're mm -hmm. just buying something that somebody said at a value. This guy's literally just started it in 2019. Right. I'm going to start a coin. Okay, put all your money here. Okay, thank you. And now I'm going to start shoring up the 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 other Bitcoin fiascos that are out there. So Warren Buffett keeps telling you this is not a thing. Just because he's old doesn't mean he's not right. Right. You know, we lived through Enron. We lived through SNL uh, savings and loan debacles. That's th those were those are actual things on actual assets. You know, Enron is actually was all fake. That was all creating a fake amount well, of a of a. You know, some sort of transfer of they were, energy. They were they were selling derivatives of energy investments, right? Yeah, which is which was fake too, right? Exactly. Um, so that finally had its come up, and so FTX, uh, the guy's going to be known for going from sixteen billion dollars to zero overnight, and he says he's sorry. Well, I I would think that he is one really very sorry dude because of all yeah. the money that he lost. Well, yes. So again, we'll read, we'll post we'll post some of these stories up there. They're everywhere. So oh, don't yeah. let anybody tell you you weren't warned about fake money and cryptocurrency. Right. And remember, everybody, this was this was brought on by the failure of other smaller right. exchanges, stable coins, and <laughs> uh, exchanges and other kinds of venture capital in cryptocurrency funds. This is just the start. Right. It's just the start. It's going to go away. Right. They're all trying to. It's not sustainable. They're trying to support each other with their own fake money coins with these ridiculous schemes. Right. So, all right. There's plenty of other ridiculous financial schemes. Don't get us wrong, but this is like mind-boggling ridiculous to us, to me personally. I mean, Dennis too. I well, yeah. I mean, it. I speak for the, Dennis. Maybe. And and it's it's this this particular guy made the mistake of trying to bolster a, a market. Right. That was already starting to fail by using more of that market itself <laughs> to try I know. to shore it up. I know. If I can't get six billion real dollars, I'll just use <laughs> I'll use my token, and it's worth money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'll do. So, all right. What else you got going, Dennis? Anything else interesting in the IT oh, world? Apple and Amazon are facing a lawsuit. Okay, what's going on with those guys? All right. Here's the thing. Um, as of several years ago, on Amazon Marketplace, there were yeah. a number of places you could get, um, like, 
refurbished Apple devices. Yep. Now there are seven. Mm, so they went from two hundred to seven because they had this implicit agreement to reduce the number of marketplace vendors on Amazon so that the prices of Apple devices would be artificially increased. Increased. Yikes. So they're uh, it's a class action, right? Yeah, it's a it's a class action lawsuit, but I would think that there's probably going to be some kind of an investigation by the government too. All right. I would think it's coming. Very good. All right, we'll put those stories up there and, and looking for you guys. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning, 860-522-9842. And uh, that is the number, no matter where you are. We're also on Facebook page over at WTIC's Facebook page. If you want to check us out, post your questions out there. You can also email us in the studio at gethelp at tabinc.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Four lines open for you guys. Feel free to get online. If you want to talk about anything when it comes to technology, we're happy to chat about it. 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, as we wait for your calls, do want to talk about two-factor authentication a little bit. That was one of the things they stressed at the Confab down there in Orlando. Um, you're going to be seeing, and we've seen it in our client base, if you're going to want to insure your company with cyber insurance of some kind, you're going to need to put two-factor authentication in place. Now, we've talked about it last week where there's two-factor fatigue, where the bad guys are literally hitting you at 2 in the morning trying to get you to tap your two-factor authentication to let them in. So don't do that. <laughs> um, but two-factor authentication is really going to be a must, no matter how you're, whatever you're doing going forward and with whatever product you're going to be accessing, you need to implement a two-factor authentication process with your employees. Um, you just can't ignore it anymore. Yes, it's going to add a little bit of difficulty to their day. Yep. It'll add a little difficulty. It'll add a little overhead when it comes to problems like, well, you just changed your phone. Right. So you got to download the app and then get it activated again. You know, I mean, we, we help out our customers with that all the time. Right. And I know it's a headache, people. We do know that, but it, it is better. It's more secure. It is necessary. And the other thing you want to start considering for your folks is security awareness training. Um, these, again, these cyber insurance companies are going to not insure you for if you don't have these types of things in place. If you're not at least telling your people that, you know, wear the seatbelt, you know, you shouldn't be surprised you're flying through the windshield because you didn't put your seatbelt on, right? Right. So with security awareness training, they'll explain, and we do this for our customers, we explain kind of the things you're supposed to look out for. And then we'll also try to trick you on a regular basis with some of the pretty insidious ways these bad guys try to get your credentials. They, you know, I always joke on this show, you know, I ask people what their password is. I say that because that's exactly what the bad guys do. It's all they do. Right. They just ask you that's for their password. That's the whole point of what they're doing to you. Right. And, and so that's the issue you need to make sure people are aware of if there's ever a time when you're receiving a link or you're receiving a request for credentials from something you think is authentic. You gotta be a skeptic. You gotta be more cynical than me, if you know how cynical I am. <laughs> That's hard to do, Eric. It could be. <laughs> it could be. I see now the sausages made though, Dennis. So assume yeah. you're being scammed, um, no matter what. Um, we had a good a good example that was brought up by one of the uh, cybersecurity companies that were out there that talked about. Um, how uh, social media, right? So let's say, I mean, we're dealing with Twitter and Elon trying to make authentic, authentic 
Twitter sites, right? So, you know, let's say, you know, Tab Computer System is our Twitter account. Well, let's put it this way. Let's say you're in your internal company and on the internal Facebook page or LinkedIn account, you get a request from the president of your company through the the social media company for a request. Now, that, that's your that's your president telling you through LinkedIn or through whatever Facebook, "Hey, please do this for me. I need you to do it." Now, if his account was compromised, you're going to be impacted. So you got to be careful with this. And the reason this was brought up is that if you don't have the next level of security, which is called zero trust in place, even the security awareness training we talked about, even two-factor authentication that we talked about, you can still be tricked into clicking on something you shouldn't be because this came from the president's Facebook page or the president's LinkedIn account. He messaged you or she messaged you and said, hey, do this for me. And you did because you're not going to not trust the president coming from that source. Um, so there's many ways that these bad guys are getting at you. So you know, we all have to start focusing on zero trust um, more than just detection um, and prevention. So lots of layers to this, guys. Um, you know, We follow the NIST uh, 800-171 approach for our clients, uh, not to mention CMMC, DFARS, and ITAR and all the things that other our military clients have to do. Um, but it's uh, too, minimally, no matter what industry you are in, whether you're, you know, at a convenience store selling, you know, milk for six thousand dollars a gallon, you still need two-factor authentication. Absolutely, that's the minimum thing. All right, let's go to your calls. We got Bob in Southington first. What's happening, Bob? Hi. Morning. I made a terrible mistake of buying Office three sixty-five with my new laptop a few months ago. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> and not enjoying it at all. I was wondering what it would take. I would. I know I have to buy the one-time Office, but yeah. how do I get rid of Office? 365. Well, did you buy an annual subscription or a monthly subscription? It's a monthly. Okay. Well, you should be able to cancel that. But Yeah, you should be able to go to um, office.com. Uh, there will be a link to uh, get to your subscriptions, and there should be a way to cancel it. We can look for an article from Microsoft on how to do it. I'm sure they've got something out there. Yeah, they won't make it easy. Uh, right. But there, <laughs> there will be a method to do it. And the good yeah. news is because you're on a monthly plan, yeah, you're you're not going to lose a lot. Now, if you had been on an annual plan and then you canceled it, you know, six months out from the end of it, I don't know if they would refund the six months. But right, they're not going to okay. refund anything either, anyways. Probably. All right. right. Will I lose any documents when I convert from the well, back just, to the regular office? No. Yeah, you know, as long as you make sure your documents are local. You okay. Know, yeah, that's I the key. That. Yeah. yeah. You don't. If you're on 365, you'll have they will have sold you on OneDrive Sync, right? And you just want to make sure that everything is stored locally, even if it's also out on OneDrive. Make sure it's local on another drive, not on just a, the OneDrive, right? And have sure. it like on a stick or mm. something extra, right? So you're sure you know it's local. Then then you load okay. your new Office suite and you pay for it once, and you're all set. Oh, that sounds good. And then. Can I, will they still try to save files to OneDrive, or can I stop that? Um, you can stop that. They're going to try to automatically do it for you. You've got to make sure you – is there a setting that you can uncheck for that? I think yeah, there is. what you do is you go down to the bottom right, and then you click on uh, the little OneDrive icon uh, okay, to yep. pop up the options. And then you go into Settings, and then there will be an Account tab. Yep. And in that account tab, you'll see a line that says unlink my account or something like that. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. contain the word unlink, and that'll turn off the sync. 
Okay, I will go ahead and do that then. Thanks so much for the help. I appreciate it. All right, Bob. Good luck. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. And we have a story for you guys about 365 and oh, we do <laughs> how that sync can cause you some issues if you don't have a backup. You gotta, I know it's in the cloud, right? You thought it was backed up, that's <laughs> not. Uh, so you got to make sure you have a third-party backup of your 365 instance. Um, we can talk about that later. We're here till 11 o'clock. Get online. Four lines open for you. Make Carolyn work. You know she's very nice to chat. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast with 860-522-9842 she'll get you online she'll get you hooked up she'll get you ready to go we'll be right back after the news And good morning. This is Computer Talk. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, you guys, four lines, wide, wide open. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And there was a question on the old Facebooks, right? Yeah. Uh, we had uh, somebody ask about uh, the cable that Comcast provides for their modem to your router. Yes. And whether it's Cat5. Or actually, I, pr- I think it's probably Cat5e. Right. And whether... Uh, a better cable like Cat Six or something even more recent would be would give you more speed or a better uh, signal. Mm-hmm. And I just said no because Cat Five E is capable over short distances of one gigabit. 
Right, 1,000 1, megabits of performance. Right, and that's going to be faster than your internet service will be. So the pipe exceeds what's going through it, you're fine. However, we do see in our client base, folks, that we pick up new clients all the time, and you're looking at some of the things that are in their network, and you still find 10, 100 switches. Right. And these companies have been supported by IT firms for years, and they still have 10, 100 switches. <laughs> Uh, and they wonder well, why they're not getting any performance out of their network. Well, the real crime is you go on to, you know, Amazon, you want to buy a, a switch. Yeah. What are you going to see? You're going to see 10, 100 switches. And they, they're they're real, still $12. making them. They're still selling them. I and know. they're cheap. Mm-hmm. So any business that's looking at the bottom line first is going to buy one of those. Well, in this and case, they don't realize they're creating a choke point somewhere in their network. In this case, the poor company couldn't afford to replace the hardware because they're paying so much for their MSP services. So you've got all this uh, equipment that needs to be upgraded, but they're giving the MSP all this um, in very inflated MSP costs, and they can't afford to inc- inc- improve their infrastructure, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Um so we promised you talking about a, a OneDrive sync issue as a way for your calls, 860-522-9842. Um, so, Dennis, we had, a, we had a client that thought they were you know, just doing their own thing, making an adjustment to some of their data in their 365 instance. Well, what happened? Well, uh, they, had a, they had somebody who deleted some files. Yes. Uh, and he even got a warning from the OneDrive sync yes. telling him, that those files are going to be deleted at the source. And, are you okay? And he said, "Right, yes, not good." <sighs> so they didn't have a backup um, of this, and so it was a big mess trying to recover uh, that instance. So again, understand it. If you have a cloud, anything, right? If it's, if it's in the cloud, it doesn't mean it's necessarily backed up. It probably isn't. And some of the craziest things that we've seen is sometimes people are trying to back up to the same cloud, and that's not a backup. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. So just because you have a backup, you know, if you're backing up Azure to Azure, I would contend you don't have a backup. I mean, you might deal with certain things it's, it's, as far as a RAID type of issue, uh, RAID 1 type of scenario where you'd have a hard drive failure, you have your data in, in a in that type of state, right. mirrored and, environment. But and if that isn't even a, that's not a backup either. That's just an not. availability issue, right. not backup. So when you're backup, you got to back it up to a, a, a disparate secondary source that's not on the same cloud because if the entire cloud gets hit, eh, it's going to happen. Where are you going to go? And it also can't be continuously synchronized because of the fact that once you delete in one space, if everything is synchronized between both places... You've just taken it out of the other two. Right. You need to set it up so that there's like read only at some point. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have removal of data from your backup. Right. You don't Everything is left behind in your backup, which is what a backup is for. Right. Uh, now, I'm, go ahead. I was going to say uh, my own computers at my home yeah. are synced with OneDrive for the documents desktop folders, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I also have them backing up to a NAS drive at my house. Right. And that is a read-only process. And it makes sense. Everything everything I've got is backed up. And the thing about even Azure and the Azure cloud, you know, they will charge you bandwidth to put it on the cloud and they'll charge you bandwidth to back it up to another cloud. (laughs) 
So they charge you coming and going. <laughs> They'll charge you. I mean, there's actually tools out there that are designed purely to have you tune Azure so that, you know, if you think about your your Nest thermostat, I was in these classes and watching these guys talk about this. I mean, these, these guys can definitely configure your your thermostat to go back when you're not there. And the idea of this is having the technologies in the cloud, whether it be virtual desktops or servers, but you don't want them running at full speed and, and cranking while you're not there and not using them. And uh, so there's all these tuning softwares out there where you, you know, you've got 30 virtual desktops sitting out there in the Azure cloud running at 100 percent, or even not even that. 80 percent of them are available, and you can burst to 100 percent. But people are coming and going, and you got to pay for all this tweaking and turning them off when nobody's there. Turning them on if someone wants, let's say an attorney wants to use it remotely on a weekend, well, you got to make sure you got one sitting there running there for them, and that's churning up CP. They charge you, by the way. For CPU, which is you know basically compute, they charge you for RAM, they charge you for storage, they charge you for the type of storage, whether it's solid state versus the old spinny. Because what you're doing is using other people's computers, right? Um, <laughs> and they're renting them to you. So instead of using your own hardware and having it just be there for you, you're using other people's. And, and it's just a disaster of how you have to manage that environment. Otherwise, you're just going to imagine you're, you know, I talk about jiggling the handle on your data for your cell phone. You got to jiggle your handle on the cloud because it's just going to go. Zzz, your meters just spinning, 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 or you just buy a machine. Um, have your own private <laughs> cloud. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. that's crazy talk. Let's go to Chris in Watertown. Hey, Chris, what's happening? Uh oh. I have a little. I have a little problem with my uh, HP laser jet hooking up via Wi-Fi to um, my laptop. And when I hit the the uh, diagnostic thing on the printer, I could get a wireless network test report. Okay. Okay. And, and under the troubleshooting area, it says more than one access point slash wireless router has been found that matches your wireless network's name. But when I look on on my laptop or my phone, I don't. I don't see any duplicate names. Well, I wonder if the uh, if the uh, if the printer is operating on two different frequencies, mm -hmm. and it's detecting yes, it one access point that you have, which is also a dual frequency, and it's finding the two of them. But that printer should be able to arbitrate that. I would think so because it would recognize, you know, this is uh, network one on 2.4 gigahertz and then network one on five gigahertz. Right. And it should be able to know that those are two different things. And it's attached to the same device, but it's two different things. Unless you have two different SSID passwords for each one. Do you, did you configure two separate passwords for one for the 5G and one for the 2.4? Then it wouldn't negotiate it. Yeah. yeah no, right. no, it's the same password. Um, okay. The one thing that, that happened in between this point Mm-hmm is um, I switched over to T-Mobile 5G internet, oh. which, by the way, was very fast and very cheap. Nice. Um, but you can't run VoIP over it, voice internet phones. Oh. It's blocked. Well, are you sure you can't get that unblocked? Because that does happen even with some other cable I, providers. I went through it. I had... I was running it for like 
three weeks, I talked to everybody, to a number of technical support guys, and finally I got one that said, hey, listen, it's blocked. I can't unblock it. Hmm. Wow. That's disappointing. That's very disappointing. So that went back. Yeah. When I called Comcast to say, um, get rid of these guys, I'm on, I'm on 5G, they sent me over to retention who matched their price yeah. plus gave me a few months free. Nice. And so oh. sent me a new router. It's amazing what competition will do, huh, Yeah. Chris? <laughs> Imagine that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm, um, so, so being lazy, I renamed the second router the same name as the oh. T-Mobile 5G. All right, so is this that, is... Is that your problem? Yeah, you have to have two different names on... If you're talking about network names on a, that are coming out of a particular device, yeah, you got to have separate names. Unless they're a mesh it's network. No, Unless it's intended to be a mesh, right? Yeah. The device is gone, but you called it whatever SSID you called it, right? Right. Yes. That's fine. Yes. That's just a naming convention. But right. the issue is it sounds like you've got a couple of devices, a couple of access points that are disparate. That are they're broadcasting not the same name. Yeah. Right. If they're part of a but mesh there's network. Only one, there's only one access point. And oh. when oh. I look on both, both my phone and on the laptop, it only shows the one name. Can you choose um, which network you're going to go, 2.4 or 5G? On the printer, yeah. I believe I saw that when I was playing with it. All right. Then choose the 2.4. Just choose one. Can you do that? Yeah. Hang on. If you can choose it and set it rather than having it negotiated, that might work for you. But yeah, that 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 T-Mobile, I would think I gotta find that out because having voice over IP over your cellular device there, that'd be nice to have. I can't believe they would block it, and why they would block it? Mm. Because they want to. Well, they, they're they in the business of the, calls. The phone side. Yeah, no, I understand, but you can't you can't have it both ways. You're gonna either give home internet or you're not. So that would be in network setup. Yeah, we're gonna put you on hold as you go through this, Chris. Right? Yeah. All right, yeah. so we're going to put you on hold. He's going to go play around and get that 2.4 gigahertz connection happening. And we got three lines open for you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we're on with Chris in Watertown, who's trying to figure out how to get his HP printer connected wirelessly. How you doing there, Chris? Were you able to select uh, the type of network? Yeah, I actually selected it, and then I ran the test again, and I got the same message. And the message again is you have two networks. Is more than one access point slash wireless router has been found that matches your wireless network's name. All right, it's fine. It's definitely finding two different Disparate. radio sources yeah. that are sending out the same name. And they're well, not doing no it. No question <laughs> about it. Yeah. When I go to the wireless setup wizard, it's only showing me one big daddy, which is the name of the network. One big daddy? <laughs> yes, that's the name of the network. It's I only there it. once. It's only there once, but it's somehow seeing it twice. I mean, I can see everybody else in the neighborhood as well. Right. All right. Is there a chance to connect this printer wired 
just think, just to ask, is the is the router right next to the printer? Uh, no, it's it's other side of the house. Okay, sometimes a practical approach is the quickest. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's something up with how that printer is seeing your network, and there's something up with how you've configured the network. But why would the printer care if his phones don't care? Why would the printer care if other devices don't care? Well, I don't understand that. The, can I can I just say it out loud? Sure. The Wi-Fi hardware that they put into printers is garbage. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's garbage. That there's a reason we keep telling people to use wired, wired. connections instead of Wi-Fi on things, especially on things like this. Because the odd thing here for you, Chris, and we were considering this during the break, is we're like we're going to have you reset your whole network, right? That's the, really where we have to go here to figure on the out, printer on the printer. Yeah. Um, to figure out why it's doing this, so you could you, you're going to tell you probably to default it, right? Yeah, I mean, you may as well default the whole printer. And just start and fresh. Something start weird is Start fresh, going on. and then it will find whatever is there now as it is. Right. But I'm I'm concerned that it keeps finding two different radio sources that are broadcasting the same name. Right. Oh, we lost them. Oh. Um, oh it's interesting that he dropped. Um, well, I, I wish we could have gotten the model of the printer. I can get him directions on how to reset yeah. it. Call back, Chris. I don't know. Maybe Carolyn might have not knocked a button or something like that. Um, but yeah, right. That's the key, right? Is is to figure out why it's seeing two, and not negotiating it automatically. Most, I mean, it's, unless it's a really old printer, you shouldn't have to tell it. And he told it, and it still wouldn't connect. Yeah, the, it all comes down to the Wi-Fi hardware that they put into these things. I'm yeah. telling you, it's not good. All right, let's go to uh, Claire in Wallingford next. What's happening, Claire? Claire, you there? Claire in Wallingford? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. So I was curious, is there a site that's safe to purchase things like um, electronic appliances, like, I mean, not appliances, but like computers, um, iPads, cell phones um, that maybe were refurbished from manufacturers or um, checked out already by a computer person? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Checking out by a computer person one, is one thing. One site, I wouldn't say that there is just one. No. Um, one thing you can do is go to the manufacturer's and a lot of them will have what they call an outlet site mm -hmm. where okay. they resell their own equipment that they have themselves refurbished. Best bet. Um, that would be the place that I would go for anything refurbished. Okay. All right. And understand the warranties on refurbished is going to be like 90 days. Or, right. or less. Yeah. As, yeah. Is, like, as is warranties. Yeah. All right. Well. Thank you. Yeah, always go back to the source, the horse, all right? Yep. Yep. Have right. a good day. You got it, Claire. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, because you got to be careful to refurbished. Um, let's go on to Richard in Bristol. What's happening, Richard? Hey. Hey. You there, Richard? That this is my team. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to know what my issue is? That's the that's the way the show works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not well, I, I'm not Johnny Carson. You, I've been listening to you for the longest period of time. Uh, your frequent caller, Bill in Windsor, is a good friend of mine. Ah, uh, nice. So my issue is that uh, I I have FTC Global Net 
emails. And I have a small business account with it as well. And then I subsequently got a customer that would call me and tell me that they kept getting bounced out of the email when they sent me uh, an email. So I ended up contacting AT&T, which is the, the owner of the internet, and they ended up hooking me up with this company called Axiom Technologies. And they came in and they said they had to do all this purging of my computer because it was being attacked by something or other, and they charged me several hundred dollars to clean it up. And unfortunately, subsequently, I found out that customer still had the same problem because whatever it was that they weren't able to do, they weren't able to email to a .net. They could only do it to a .com. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not Axiom Technologies just uh, is associated with ATP. Did I get uh, you get uh, scammed? Robbed? Well, okay. So I'm going to assume a couple things. Uh-huh. I'm going to assume when you called AT&T, you were speaking to AT&T, and I'm going to assume that the person at that other end of AT&T wasn't, as a side job, sending you to a scam site. Because the things you talked about, purging and all this kind of stuff, he might have been looking for what's called a mail relay. Maybe your computer was a bot of some kind. But for the but for the spam houses of the world, to think of your mailbox specifically that way usually is IP-driven. Um, you know, SBC Global itself would have to be considered spam for people to not be able to send to you. Um, so that having them kind of do a dog and pony on you does sound like it probably was unnecessary because – I don't know what they were doing, frankly. Um, yeah, because there was a, a, a sales pitch, quite frankly. And with it, you know, they showed me all of the other IPs that were adjusting my computer, and then it was buy this for a year, buy this for three yeah. years, buy this for five years. It might have been an AT&T guy that gets a kickback um, on referring people to this type of garbage. So you may not have been, quote-unquote, scammed. It could be a legitimate company selling you stuff you don't need. Yeah, come on. That's how America works. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're not, you are not per, you weren't purposely scammed. But I would tell you, sbcglobal.net, um, you probably want to consider getting away from that, Richard, and getting your own real mailbox someday. Um, and that would be something like you want to get that over at Proton Mail. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe get away from SBC Global at some point, because that may go away on you someday. Yes, I've heard you say that several times, and I've uh, been going to do it several times, but now I better do it. Yeah. All right, Richard. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for checking in. Show you show. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. One line open for you now. You're all woke up. We knew you were there. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.